This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the movies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent him here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. Okay, uh, welcome everybody to a very, very special episode. It's an episode that we're doing with our very good friends over in Louisiana, Oh For Art's Sake. I'm Gemma. And I'm Hillary. And we also have with us Esther and Jeremy. And today we're going to be mishmashing our podcast together. As you know, we talk about dark, creepy things. And Hillary and Jeremy, they talk about art. So we thought, yeah, well, why not bring them like together? Frankenstein. Mash it up. Mm-hmm. Mash it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, tell, tell, tell um, everybody a little bit about your podcast so that everybody okay. on it, uh, our listeners know what, what it is that you do. Right on. Well, our podcast is Oh For Art's Sake, and we focus on the art drama, not art history. So our joke <laughs> is we don't do very much research but my God, the stories are amazing. We awesome. Google. We, we Google, Google everything. Google, Your stories are very interesting for not very well researched, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, they're really interesting. Like, Are you throwing shade? This no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I think our definitions of not very well researched are very skewed. We love to basically go in and make every single artist that we're picking apart a drunk housewife. Oh, I love that concept. (laughs) With 25 cats. That's me. Oh, uh, my God, it's me. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol had 25 cats. (laughs) And lived with his mother. That's the weird part, you know? It's like you're way too old to live with mommy. (laughs) Guys, you're spelling out my current life. Huh? You're spelling out my current living situation. I live with my mum. I have seven cats, and I'm drunk a majority of the time. But you're not 50. You're not 50. There is still plenty of hope. All is good. Uh, Okay, well, should we get started? We're each going to be doing a story for the other ones. Chris is holding up a sign saying, introduce ourselves as, I think my art is haunted. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to use that, but it's in the record. (laughs) We just used our applause button. We've got like a proper DJ booth and it has like a studio audience. Okay, so trigger warning, we're about to ruin your Saturday night. Hang on, it's Friday where you are, isn't it? It's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've got one more night. So you guys okay. are in the past? Yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday here. <laughs> it's Saturday morning here. We're drinking coffee. I'm They're drinking work. wine. <laughs> and side note, one thing that I noticed that is so fantastic about it, whenever you guys do a launch, y'all are always like, oh, well, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. We get it a day earlier than the rest of your people. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't understand how that works. That's too hard. Because our episodes come out on a Thursday, but they get it on a Wednesday. 
Oh no, it's making me car sick <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I can't. Don't look out the window. Don't look out the window. <laughs> Cat in the car. Cat in the car. <laughs> Pull over. All right, we got to do this. Okay, as I said, I'm about to ruin your Friday night. Take a long sip of wine. Uh, we are going to a very dark place, you guys. We're Ooh. actually going to Poland. My left shoulder right now is tingling and I don't know whether I'm excited or I'm having a stroke. I think it's it might be some sort of it's psychic warning. Tingle. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Someone Let's from the this. past is grabbing your shoulder. Great. <laughs> so, we are going to be telling you about Zladislav Bakchinsky, the illustrator of Nightmares. No, 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 no. Mhm. Okay, trigger warning, violent themes, and we also will be referencing the Holocaust as well. As I said, sorry guys, you're in our world now. Boom. (laughs) My sources were Wikipedia, culture.pl, famouspainters.net, theculturetrip.com, Bekchinsky Gallery, demilked.com, museum.sanok.pl, the Dachau website, theartaholic.com, and in praise of shadows, the YouTube channel. There was a lot. Oh, damn. And not one of them was Google. I'm ready. <laughs> That's what we were saying. No, was there. Jeremy was like, where's our sites? And I was like, we don't get it. It's in there somewhere. Just say Wikipedia. We're, we'll believe you. Just say. Uh... You can't say that. It's too late. <laughs> That's great. All right. All right. So I'm going to start off. Zlatislaw Bekczynski was born in 1929 in the city of Sanok in southern Poland. He survived the Holocaust and began making art despite Poland's Soviet government frowning upon creative arts. Though he was also a photographer, sculptor and digital artist. Wait, pause. How is he a digital artist back in the when we didn't have computers and Well, in his later Phases right. in the 90s and the 2000s, he, he um, started to use computers and, cool. he, and he learned how to use Photoshop. Damn! Yeah, but it's more his 60s to the 80s are what we're focusing on Sick. today. All right, party time. Yeah. However, he is best known for his dark depictions of hellish landscapes featuring skeletons, abandoned buildings, graveyards, crucifixions, and masses of lost souls walking aimlessly against against a backdrop of lands not unlike those associated with a nuclear fallout. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. His work was described as dystopian surrealism. Yahoo, guys. Party time. So, Ben Chinsky studied architecture in the early 1950s and began working on a construction site using materials he found there to build sculptures later. We can clearly see his training in architectural design in the later paintings with giant figures made from endless layers of scaffolding and stone columns, while smoke and fire emanates from their interior cavities. Mm, I've got a bit of smoke and fire emanating from my interior cavity, Gemma. I don't doubt. (laughs) (laughs) He also worked for a bus company called Autosan, designing buses until 1970. Many of his paintings featured abandoned cars and buses or or vehicles stuck on mountains of skulls and bones. That sounds like our current public transport in Australia, (laughs) if I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So 
his early work was mainly surrealist photography. And it was not until the late 1960s that we started to see this dystopian painting um, that he called his Fantastic Period, which lasted for two decades and produced hundreds of paintings like there is so mm. much content that he put out like seriously and there's so lot. detailed that's the crazy thing i know they're like photos yeah, yeah they're so the detail is just like insane oh, it's so good yeah and he never titled his paintings uh, he preferred the viewer to make their own interpretations of his work without any form of prior suggestion. He actually said, if I had something to say, I'd write it down. Meaning is meaningless to me. Oh, That's deep. Of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it is also difficult to find much formal documentation of the years in which his paintings were produced, which is frustrating from an art history perspective. He also burned a collection of works in his backyard sometime in the early 1970s after deciding they were either too personal or not good enough for exhibition. It is worth noting that he suffered from obsessive compulsive disorder his whole life. The works he kept for himself he called domestic animals. Many of his paintings seem to feature imagery from the Holocaust, which we will talk about a bit later. There is also not a huge amount of information about his life in the war, but considering he grew up very close to a Jewish ghetto, we can assume he saw some terrible things. We will look into some of his paintings that reference the war a bit later. Yeah, um, I couldn't find anything about sort of his childhood at all, mm. uh, even though you know he 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 lived through the war, he would have been in his early teens, I guess. But um, I'm presuming there's something about that time. He just didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to bury it. Um, the only indication that we have of what he went through is through the imagery of his artwork. Mm. Uh, so, so interest. Sorry, did you say that he went to a camp, or we don't know that. We don't know anything about his childhood. Um, he lived very close to um, a Holocaust ghetto. Uh, well, there, I know that there was one just outside of his town, but I don't know if he was put there as a prisoner. Mm. I don't know if it's something that he just witnessed. Um, we don't, yeah, we, we don't really know what he saw or what he went through in the war. I mean, I'm sure he had family... Oh, I bet. That was in, uh, taken directly to concentration camps. He so must he's, have. He's probably really messed up. Yeah. And maybe maybe he's, I don't know, maybe documentation and stuff from his childhood has been lost and there's no, like, you know, birth certificates and his family records. And, and there's a lot of people from that generation, they just didn't want to talk about mm, it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So, interestingly, Bekczynski never went to art school. Uh, although he was offered a scholarship in 1961 for the Guggenheim Museum in New York. Damn. Oh, wow. But he refused because he didn't like to travel. He wow. actually didn't like to leave Poland. He didn't really, he didn't like to go overseas. He just liked a very simple home life. He didn't even go to the openings of his own exhibitions. <laughs> Apart from the architecture course that he did, his art seems to be just completely self-taught. He painted often on wood panel rather than canvas. Awesome. And he used oil and sometimes acrylic paint. 
He also produced some line drawings too, which did, uh, these were before his painting. So a lot of his line drawings that I saw tended to be from the 50s and early 60s. And the subject matter did hint at his later artwork, um, uh, his later oil on wood panel work. Okay. Though he was a huge fan of classical music, Bekczynski's work has been a massive influence on the heavy metal industry. Mm. And his images have appeared on the covers of many metal albums. Shut up. Which ones? Oh, there were a lot of doom metal and black metal bands that I had never really heard of. Um, There was a whole list on Wikipedia. There was a lot. (laughs) His imagery was also the inspiration for elements of the upside down as seen in Stranger Things, namely the Demogorgon creatures. His influence can also be seen in films such as Pan's Labyrinth, which is one of my favourite films ever, since its director, Guillermo de Torres. Guillermo de Toro. I've been calling him de Torres my whole life. Oh, my God, guys, fire me now. You can call him GDT. GDT, what's up? (laughs) In the house, is a huge fan of his work. He said, in the medieval tradition... Benchinsky seems to believe art is to be a forewarning about the fragility of the flesh. Whatever pleasures we know are doomed to perish. Thus, his paintings manage to evoke at once the process of decay and the ongoing struggle for life. They hold within them a secret poetry stained with blood and rust. It reminded me that comment <clears throat> of, uh, remember last season we talked about the catacombs in Rome? Of the, oh, um, yeah, the, the death, the skull. The... The monks, yeah, the monks, and there was writing on the wall. I think it was in uh, it was in written in five different languages, saying yeah. what we are now, you will be; what you Oof. are now, we used to be. Ooh, so I, I think it's that. a it's a Damn. similar uh, line of thought. Yeah, very dark. Yeah. In his later years, Benchinsky experienced a great deal of tragedy. In 1998, his wife Zofia died, and one year later, on Christmas Eve, 1999. Benchinsky discovered the body of his son, Tomaz, who had committed suicide. He was unable to accept his son's death. In February 2005, at the age of 75, he had an argument with his housekeeper's son, 19-year-old Robert Kupik. Kupik wanted to borrow some money, the equivalent of around 100 US dollars. When Benchinsky refuses to give him the money, Kupik stabbed him 17 times and the next year was sentenced to 25 years in prison for murder. An accomplice was also sentenced to five years. Soon after, the Burning Man Festival created a giant T-shaped crucifix to commemorate the artist. Have you guys ever been to Burning Man? No. No. No, it's a, it's a it's a different group of people. <laughs> okay, it's definitely it's always I've always been very interested mm. in it. It just seems so interesting, like um, the, the sculptures months, are the sculptures incredible, and the amount yeah. of work that people put in just yeah. to go yeah. to this one festival. But, but y'all, that dirt they're walking around in is like limestone or something, and you have to get it off of your feet with like lime. I, I don't really, know. legit. Oh some, my god. There's some weird element that's in that. So you see all these people walking around with these heavy boots. It's oh, wow. The dirt will burn their feet. No it's like way. Lunar. It's, uh-huh. it's, there's something off with it. 
Yeah. I think Bakchinsky would have loved that. It's it's very it kind would. of it's like a hell landscape. It's like a hell landscape. Yeah, or like Mars or something. Totally. That's exactly what it's like. Wow, I didn't know that. Tons and of I drugs. guess you're breathing it too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like Random. a stone for your whole body. Wow. I guess that's why you have to take a lot of drugs to go there. Whereabouts is it? We should go. Can you imagine? Can you even imagine? What state is it in? And then we could make the bonfire for him. Oh. And then we would be like, real deal. Yeah, let's do it. I'm actually like all for this. Do you know what state it's in? (gasps) Esther's down. We're doing it. It's in Nevada. (gasps) Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Cool. So in 2016, a Polish film was released called The Last Family, which was based on the life of Zladislaw Bakczynski and his son Tomas. Bakczynski's art can be viewed at a gallery dedicated to his work in his t- hometown of Sanok in Poland, and they have around 600 pieces on display. So now I just want to take a couple, of, a, a little look at some of his works, and I was hoping that I could um, text you... These are wild. The pictures. All right. We're, G- we're good. Holy shit. All right. So we're. L- I wanted to take a look at this painting. It's of hundreds of ghostly skeletons crushed together in a small room with a bricked up door next to an arrow pointing to the exit. Oh, that's heavy. Oh. Can you that's see simple. it? Yeah. The- and then the face skull towards the bottom right of the picture yeah it's, it's like a mask and there's yeah mask yeah so my question is are they in a gas chamber oh that's really heavy oh, um God. ghostly faces are rising up from the cyclone of bones and spider webs um spider webs gather in the corner of the ceiling indicating a feel of an eternal entra- entrapment Mm. This reminded me of a sculpture that I saw in a concentration camp in Germany, which is the next picture. I couldn't find the name of the artist, however. In the sculpture, skeletal prisoners of war march together in a huddled line as their comrade is left to die at their feet. Mm -hmm. That's really heavy. That's, like, given me massive... You have to wonder, I mean, Mm. where the inspiration for this piece came from. Totally. I mean, this could represent mental illness. It could represent the Holocaust, society. You could, you could look delve into this. I think to every, personally to every, oh my god, to every individual you could relate to this. So the next one is um, his um obsessive compulsive disorder too. Oh my god! Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's totally that's like a me, representation yeah. of it, isn't yeah. it? Wow. Yeah, that could yeah. Tick boxes to a lot of things. Um Good call, Esther. So the next one I wanted to talk about is the use of blue in Bekczynski's work. Mm, okay. There is a dark meaning behind the use of bright royal blue in his paintings that is a reference to the Second World War. Apparently the pigment Pru- Prussian? Prussian 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 blue is derived from a substance called prussic acid which stains surfaces blue with when administered alongside humidity certain ph levels and iron the substance is another name for hydrogen cyanide which was used in the gas chambers to kill prisoners under the name of zyklon b 
Damn. So in the below painting, a mysterious shrouded figure hunches over a baby's cradle in a deep grave-like hole while a crucified person is eaten by birds behind it. Yeah. On the wall is written in hoc signo vinces, which means in Latin, in this sign you will conquer. It refers to a vision had by Roman Emperor Constantine, uh, and this was in about the year 300, who apparently had a vision from God as he was marching his army to war. And the vision told him to use the sign of the cross to conquer his enemies. So I kind of took that as a sign of hopelessness because, yeah... Anyway, but on the following page is a picture of the blue residue left on the walls within the gas chambers. Can you guys see that? Yes. Oh, that's really disgusting. So, coincidence? Mm, I don't think so. I think it's it's, um, got some significance there. Yeah, I've got like body chills. So, Mm -hmm. what's interesting about it, you know, let's kick this around a little bit. Yeah. I went to... Auschwitz. Did you? Wow. And the heaviness that's in these paintings really do kind of pull in some of that feeling that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that sticks out to me a lot is when you look at the bricked up, the first image that we looked at, when you look at the door that has been bricked up, most of the doors were that way that were done in the original gas chamber Mm. that was at Auschwitz. It was not the big ones that later came for the mass killings. It was, that's how they were done, where they were trying to figure out how to exterminate human beings. Right, Um, right. It's it's pretty spot on with kind of the emptiness and the group emptiness, when you look at the picture and you see everybody is in the same motion, moving in the same totally, direction. Totally. They're, they're all in it together, yep. suffering the same fate. Yeah. And that's the hard part that I see whenever I look at this. Yeah. Yep. Artist Hillary, do you see? Like, what what's happening with you? Like, oh, my God. She's crying. She's, I am. It's heavy. It's really heavy, I isn't think. it? I'm wondering about the faces mm-hmm. that are floating above the kind of the whirlpool of skeletons. Mm-hmm. I kind of took them as being um, the humanity that's escaping from like you're being the stripped panic. Of your well, if personality you're, and your they're personal. not even really skeletons yet. If you look at their actual bodies, their skulls are showing, but they're they're just super. But they're not bones. Emaciated, yeah, emaciated right. people. Like wow. we don't know if they, they look like concentration camp victims that's so true i didn't i didn't they're not skeletons yet yeah true and the spider webs don't even seem like webs to me it's almost like a i don't know it represents to me like a tearing of souls you can it's just Mm -hmm. it's very ghost-like and it's almost like a fabric um because look at that one on the top does he have horns (gasps) oh yeah Oh, the man mm-hmm. above the door? Yeah. yeah. It does look like he and has horns. his arms outraged. Oh, so heavy. There's so much detail in this. And these. it looks like people There's are coming a lot. through. It's, it's, I don't know. I think to me it just represents how many people have been in the chambers. Because if we look into the background, mm. 
they've they're kind of morphing into the, it's like they're coming through the wall. Yeah. yeah. I think it just represents yes. the huge mass of people who were murdered. Yeah. If we're looking mm-hmm. at it from a perspective of the Holocaust. I just noticed this face right here. That's off Nick. something. That's um It looked to me it looks like Jason. Yes. Um just real heavy. Where? Just here. The the yellow face. The yellow face uh, yeah. coming out of the crowd. Um it's I feel like I'm seeing something new every time I look at this. Yeah. God, it's 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 so this painting is so heavy. It's so dark. It's um it's like Michael Myers, isn't it? Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. Mike, to me it yeah. looks like Michael Myers. So the blue, the blue f- cloaked figure. Mm. The cradle has an R on it. Do we know why? I couldn't find the answer to that. I noticed that as well, mm. and I didn't know what it meant. So yeah. yeah, are you sure it's an R and not like a snake? Is it definitely an R? It looks like an R to me. It looks like a like a. Scripted, yeah, cursive. <laughs> but then the the birds coming into that one, yeah. Um, I think it's like an unending line of birds. Yeah, completely. And so yep. And whether his feet but are nailed, separated, just watching. Yeah, there's there's three. There's a few just sitting and chilling, but whether his. Which, feet are nailed to the wall or he's actually alive and he's kind of recoiling that's another thing that I kind of picked up like either his feet are nailed and he's slumped or he's like feeling that pain and he's bringing his legs up yeah yeah or did he come out of the chains that are below him and he's being dragged up oh shit this is some shit girls thank you this is <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it hurts. Oh my god. Anyway, shall we go on to the next one? Okay. Yeah. Our next painting is untitled, unknown medium, unknown date, and this painting I've seen somewhere. I think this is quite famous. This so it's, one. It's the it's the big head with the mouth open and all the people crawling oh yeah. into it. So this image seems to depict spider-like humans being devoured by a cave that looks like a giant human mouth and face. Behind them are the remains of apartment buildings that look like they have been bombed. The sky is yellow and smoky, as if fires are still burning and the people have nowhere else to go. This image reminded me of a picture of prisoners being forced into a train heading for the Treblinka death camp in World War II. It also kind of reminds me of Chernobyl, Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Just with the 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 color of the sky when that when that power plant exploded, the yes. nuclear the color was actually like a yellow. Yeah, it was almost like a northern lights type of totally. display, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. So it's very ap- apocalyptic. Uh, I've got chills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I definitely kind of got the Im- impression that this painting was like people being herded. And it looks like there's yeah, there's Spiders. Yeah, they look like spiders, don't they? It's weird. They're like human-like, but there's something about them that's kind of like a little bit arachnid-like. And once again, he's used blue for the eyes. Oh, yeah. That same blue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so can I throw something, a little sidetrack on that? Sure. When I first saw this picture and, you know, it, it, it definitely brings up the World War Two and the deaths and to me for sure. And then when it also triggered in me the um, image of When the Tigers Broke Free by Pink Floyd. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. I'll have to look that up. It's there. Okay. Oh, wow. Totally. Wow, yes. I would argue that Pink Floyd has definitely, or, you know, the the people behind Pink Floyd were definitely influenced by this artist. Completely. Wow. Um, The imagery, when you go in and you watch The Wall, it's all the same kind of. Yep. Um, Industrial. Uh, yes. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Like Soviet. They were children during World War Two, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, far out. I wonder if you look at, if you actually look at the ground they're walking on or they're crawling, do you think that's mm-hmm. the chest of this thing? It looks like. It looks like they're crawling oh. up his body. Onto, yeah. That's his chest. Yep. I don't know. On it's a red carpet. It's so amazing it's that he had hellish, these ideas. It's super hellish, It's just, I just, I think it's so, incre- this guy is so incredible. Dude, I'm not even joking. Hundreds of paintings. Like, just, and that's not even counting the ones that he burned. Mm. So. Right. Oh, right. So the next one we're going to look at is just one more painting to finish off. Here is a landscape that looks like it's a cross between a battlefield and a mass grave. Perhaps it is both. So it's Mm. this one here. Yeah, really, really heavy. There are pieces of destroyed building foundations sticking up from the ashes and hills made of skulls and bones make up the texture of the landscape. Again, it is set in fire tones with the sky taking up much of the painting as if the artists took inspiration from Turner. Mm. Um, I compared it with a picture of the remains of a Polish ghetto from World War II. So I've put in a picture of the demolished ghetto. And then I've also mm. got an image, uh, a painting by William Turner called The Slave Ship, which is from 1840. And I found them to be very, very similar. Again, it's a tragic mm. scene, uh, loss of life and those fire tones in the sky. Well, it's complete violence. Yeah. This whole image is just violence, and it's, I think it's the decay of the... It's the aftermath of something really horrible. Yeah. 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 It's real heavy. Oh, my God. They are heavy. Real heavy. This is a bloody heavy hitter. I, there's a piece like the, in the, the painting. Aftermath. You can see pieces of, like, a building sticking up here. On this side. Mm. It reminded me of Ground Zero. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a, Yeah, exactly. I mean... And how could someone have painted this <clears throat> if they had not seen something like this? Right. Well, we don't, we don't know if he had... See, so many incredible artists have such heavy mental illnesses. This is... Mm. We don't know if he had these kind of delusions, if he had like a a form of schizophrenia that was, you know, more directed towards religious ideations and delusions. Well, you're definitely going to paint things that are influenced in your life. Completely. You you Mm. don't just necessarily pull this heaviness out of fantasy. 
And if that is the fantasy that's going on in your head, we, we've got to find some help for you. I would yeah. argue that this is definitely something that he has experienced. He's right in line with mm. the timing. Yes. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or I like to think of it at his, at his age. He was mm. a child. Mm-hmm. And when you hear discussions in another room about what it looked like and what it was happening. And 100%. Have overactive imagination. Completely. And the fear is so real to them mm-hmm. that that's going to leave an indelible mark. That's a yeah. really interesting point. I Yeah, totally. So that was um, baby. that was our, our, our insight onto Bekczynski, the Polish artist. And I'm really sorry for ruining your night, but hopefully you can <laughs> uh, have a big drink of wine and um, Jesus, tell Gemma? us a story. God. I, think, I think they're genuinely pissed off. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely upset. I need to go smoke a cigarette this after this. Damn much. It was yeah, that was, that was a heavy <laughs> one. That's what Chris used to look like when she started anymore. with us, but now she's a bit more used to it now. She's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just Wednesday. Her, her coffee cup is full <laughs> of water. Like, oh, that's the best you got? <laughs> 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 okay, well, Chris was right. Do you guys want to talk about the um, the, the auction item? Sorry. Oh yeah. What is this? So, so right. just so so everyone knows, with with O for Art's sake, well, on their podcast, every episode is it every episode they have an auction yeah, item. They auction it off an art piece, and then they donate the money to charity. And they have raised so much money already. Do you guys want to let us know around about how much money and what kind of charities you have donated to? Yeah, so we are well over several thousand dollars. We what? Have, I think it's like $2,500 that we've made to yeah. local charities. They're anything from the Deaf Action Center here in Louisiana to the Northwest Louisiana um YWCA. YWCA. And then who else have we done? Oh, the Philadelphia oh. Center, which benefits AIDS and HIV outreach wow. to our community. We've even gotten all of our kind of fans to raise money for the National Suicide Prevention wow. Hotline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so you are such dollars. better people than me. Us. All I do well, is make people no, cry on a Friday night. No, That's no. what I'm good at. It's okay. <laughs> well, so Hillary, go ahead and describe what the auction item is. Well, it's a hybrid. I had to take the hurricane that is, I think my fridge is haunted. Yep. And the absolute Shit dumpster show. fire that <laughs> over our sake is. Throw them together. And anyway, we have this great piece where it's a quad. It's a refrigerator. It's each one of us. With our heads in the refrigerator. Are you legit? I'm going to. Yeah. To Yay! That's so cool. Yeah. That is a dream. So, and <laughs> we are going to leave it up to you guys. You tell us where you want the items to go to. Well, we were discussing it in our um, Instagram conversation, and when we were putting up, I was thinking about. Um, 
donating it to the Stephen Lawrence Foundation in the UK. He was um, a man of colour who was mm, yeah. beaten up as part of a hate crime and his mother oh. put together this foundation, mm. um, oh, about 20 years ago, mm. I think it was. And they okay. do some really amazing work. And we were just kind of thinking, considering what's going on at yep. the moment, um, be great to do our part and totally donate yep. some money to um, a Black Lives Matter yep. uh, associated charity. Perfect. Perfect. I we think agree. That, yeah, I think we both agree and we both love that. I, cool. From what I understand, that that does sound familiar. Don't they focus on um, advanced education or even just yep. education for yep. minority groups? Yep. Super Which is cool. So good. All right. So we will get that auction item up and we'll start communicating on when we're going to start the bidding. And the way it works for all of the Fridgies that are not listening, we don't care where you are in the world. Whoever bids the most. Wait, P- Tia, the Fridgies that are listening. <laughs> all of the funds that are donated, all of the money that is donated will go directly to that cause. Whoever donates the most, we don't care where you're at in the world, will actually mail you the item. So That's- whoever wins gets it. Thank you so much. That is so generous and amazing. I think I'm going to, like, try to spend quite a bit of money on this thing. Yeah, we're going to promote the crap out of this. I want to win it. No, I'm going to actually, like... We'll we'll make it... We'll we'll pull our money and we'll bid for it ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) I want this thing. Let's do this. If it's a story, I think it is. I'm super excited because it's the the one I actually wanted to do. Did Chris narc? No, Chris. we no. Jeremy held up the paper. Uh, I mean, it happens. Whatever. <laughs> I'm drinking. I can't help this shit. You know we're two bottles in at this point. <laughs> Let's go, Hillary. Let's Who are do we this. doing? Okay, okay, so you girls, you gave us a real heavy one. We got to lighten this this load up just yeah. a smidge. Just a sketch. Yeah. All right. So, everyone out there listening, welcome to the Crime Boy. That's who we're doing. Yes, yes, yes. we're doing. Yes. So, the Crime Boy. This piece of shit was mass-produced print. Mass-produced. Mass-produced. Poster-size. Yep. yep. Wallet-size. Really? I thought it was a one-off thing. 5 by 7 Is this the haunt, the cursed painting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, they've mass-produced it? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. popular, yes. like, in the oh, that's, 60s or something? That's crazy. Yep. 80s. And so what's even more interesting when we get into the curse, it's the prints that are cursed. Oh my what god! The yeah, no. dude, there's one yeah. of the butterfly clocks. I knew I recognized it. Yeah, I knew I recognized yeah, it. In the okay, so there's, this pe- there's a performing art venue in Melbourne that we perform at every so often, and there's a print of the crying boy on the wall. Need to get rid of it. And I do life drawing there. I do like a lot of life drawing there too. Yeah, and you're laying there in a pose, naked, looking at this crying boy. No. Oh, gross. I said hi to it. I was like, hi, I have a lot of respect for you. Don't set anything on fire. 
Just so, Google the crying boy file. The crying boy was widely distributed from the 1950s onwards. So it could be the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a different version. They're all cursed. There are numerous alternative versions. All portraits are tearful young mm. boys. Yep. Some are girls, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there's there girls out girls. there. Oh, wow. This is not just for the boys. In addition to being widely known, certain urban legends attribute a curse to the painting. The paintings feature a variety of tearful children looking morosely straight ahead. They are sometimes called gypsy boys, although there is nothing specifically linking them to the Romani people. So, I have a problem with this. So, that's the Cliff's Notes that you get from the Wikipedia. Now, we can break it down and what is really happening with what's going on. Okay. Because they started out in Italy, and I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, but every freaking corner has an artist on it, Mm -hmm. and they're all selling They're peddling. They're making money. I mostly saw people, like, um, selling counterfeit, like, designer bags and watches. And then the police come down the road and they grab all their stuff and run. See, I thought you guys were going to say that on every corner in Italy there's a crying boy. I'm like, that's a bit weird. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. I missed him. My Uh, mother was the crying girl when she was robbed in Rome. Oh, I don't (laughs) blame her. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) No, well, she no. She almost had it coming. It's not. Yeah. She had it coming. <laughs> no. You don't fan yourself with American right. dollars right. and expect oh, to be fine. Oh, no. No. Well, she didn't quite she, do that. Yeah. But. I mean, she oh, may have had God. on a hat that said USA and a fanny pack and a camera around her neck. But how do you tell your mom, Mom, go back in and change because you look like a fucking victim? Oh, my God. And so what happens? She gets she, rickrolled. She got rolled in Rome. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You'll get rolled in Shreveport. Right. I mean, oh. we're scratching capital. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cheers. Okay. So, um, this whole thing it started with just people buying cheap, ready to go paintings, putting them in a suitcase, and going home. Yeah. Eventually, it became a print issue. Mm hmm. But we'll get to that later. But the whole gypsy curse took decades to kind of come to fruition. So I feel like it was more of like a pointed attack than an actual gypsy Romani Mm. curse. So because those people are powerful. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing with them. Okay. So that is the beginning. So that's kind of the intro of the painting. When you look at the curse that they're talking about, around 1985, there was a, there's some British tabloid paper, The Sun. I guess it's kind of like our national inquisitor. What do you guys have? Yeah, The Sun's really trashy. Okay. okay. And so in 1985, they run this story about multiple houses catching fire while this painting is in the house. Houses are completely burning down to the ground. They're losing everything that they have. Hmm. Except for this painting or this print of the crying boy. Sometimes a crying girl, but it was predominantly the crying boy. Investigation into the curse by BBC Radio concluded that there was a veneer that was coated, or there was a coating on 
the prince that protected them from fire. But I'm like, come on now. Yeah, if you've got a burning house. I don't don't buy it either, you know. um, Wow. When a house burns as hot as it does, if it will melt my computer, it's going to melt this 100%. Also, it's just... So... um, And let's face it, everything that was created in the 50s is flammable. Yes. Thank you. Right. Finally... A person using confidence. I mean, <laughs> so by the end of November of 1985, the paintings. <laughs> I've lost it. So by the end of November 1985, there's so much hysteria that's going on within the United Kingdom about these paintings that the that the Sun actually had to step in and organize a bonfire. There were what? over 2,200 people. In the United Kingdom, that brought these fucking prints because what? they believed that their house was going to burn to the ground. But First did the bonfire all, even burn? Yeah, isn't the whole point that? Wait, start again, Esther. Did the bonfire even burn? Oh, ex- ex- thank you. It's the sun. You said it was garbage. They organized it. <laughs> so the painting that can't burn, <laughs> we're having a bonfire. <laughs> Yeah, why not Make a shredder? Yeah, yeah, you know, just, just a sh- shredder fest, shred fest, <laughs> <laughs> right? If they were smart, like confetti that shit, but confetti! they didn't. Yeah, throw it but at your second, enemies. <laughs> when we talk about how many people had this garbage in their house? Who? Who, who, who right. would hang a crying child? I reckon in Britain, I reckon it was probably everywhere. Everyone's auntie's house probably totally. had it. But uh, what's the appeal? I don't see the appeal at all appeal? of a, a crying, crying kid. child. Right. And it it, it's like, yeah, it's a, like a chubby faced appeal. white crying child. I don't know. Uh, not in No. Nobody wants it. Nobody needs it. What Nobody was interesting it. about it also is it almost reads that it was predominantly collected by young couples. Weird! Which says to me, so young couples, maybe they're starting a family, maybe Mm. they're digging in and starting to put down their roots. Why the fuck do you want a picture of a child that's crying? Because it's contraceptive. That thing is going to make you not want to have kids. Look. If you hang that on your okay. ceiling above your bed, you would not want to have sex. That's the perfect pull-out method. No, like, from here on out, I'm gifting one of these to newlyweds. Yeah. Do it! Oh, my God. <laughs> Good luck. Hillary, you needed, the, you needed this three years ago before Don't you start fucked with up me. my summer. Don't start with me. <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> She got pregnant. She had a child with her husband. You know, and whatever. He's fabulous. That he is a cool amazing. kid, but whatever. Is he though? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I'm just recently divorced. The last thing I want to see is children. Oh. You're like, <laughs> like, bye. please, thank you, thank you, lesbian gods. <laughs> I'll have all of. I'll have all the babies. It's fine. Good. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> Like, it's one of us asked to, yeah. So we've kind of well, talked a little bit about the <laughs> unexplained fires and the curse that's surrounding this. Before we dive into examples of the curse, I think it's important that Hillary give us a little bit of the rap sheet on this artist. Because here's where it gets even more confusing and what's going on. Okay. As if the story couldn't get worse. 
All right. So everybody pause for a second. Um, you might want to get a pen and just write down a few key names in this. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. I'm going to remember. Just, I'm, I'll be there's fine. There's so much going on. I'm going to write them down. There's a test later. And all of the names are for the same person. What? Giovanni okay. Bragolin. Wait, um, are these the names? Bruno. You really don't have to write them down. But Sick, all I'm not. As soon as you said Giovanni, person. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Giovanni Bragolin. I can't spell that. Um, so there's Giovanni, Bruno, Franco, Angelo, and that's, okay, that's it. That's it. Oh, so cool. one, two, three, four. Four people. They're all the same person. They're all born in 1911. Mm-hmm. And they're, well, they were painters. I believe it was outside Venice after World War II, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure the backstory here of how you take four people and become one. Yeah, this one is where it's confusing. So is it this painting it can be attributed to possibly four different artists or one artist that used four different pseudonyms? Mm. That's the that's the thing. So we're we're thinking that it points more towards one artist with four different pseudonyms. Okay. Right. Because of the style. So but again, it's Venice, it's Italy. Who did he owe money to? Mm. Did he not have a license? to vend or something like like i can't quite figure it out and neither could the sun that is weird neither could the sun (laughs) neither could the sun and they work like 1.5 times harder than me so neither could the bc bbc bcc bbc the bbc they couldn't really figure it out either so, um, okay, so we're just going to call him Giovanni. So Giovanni starts doing these paintings, and he was an academically trained painter. Uh, he went to Venice after the World War II, and he became a painter and a restorer, which a lot of artists at that time did some major, major restoration work. Thank the Lord. Uh, but then he started making these little paintings to sell to tourists, right. because obviously... Rent once- is due. Rents do, but also once World War II was over and they kind of hit their stride in the 50s and 60s, people were traveling a lot more globally than they mm-hmm. were before. So uh, I think he just war saw. War breeds technology. War breeds technology. Mm-hmm. Gross. It does. Yeah, true. True, but gross. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he sees lots of rich little tourists running around and he's like, ching. <laughs> so. Something twisted inside of him paints the crime boy. Um, According to this journalist, Dr. David Clark, who did all this research for some weird website that he found a new way to, to like, put 14, but it's, like, F-O-R-T-E-A-N. Yeah, the guy basically made a blog for himself back in the early days, but created it as a website, which is a very big rabbit hole that feel free. It's a lot. Okay. Mm. Right. So he, he's got Giovanni on there. He's got Frank Cote on there. He assumes they're the same person that are, or he assumes they're pseudonyms for this Spanish painter. So he thinks that Giovanni is actually Bruno. Somebody else thinks that Bruno is actually Giovanni. Does it matter? No. 
So the real story hits that they find evidence that this guy named George Mo- this guy named George Mallory, and this guy named Don Benillo. Remember those two names? They never existed. Okay. So even though we've got Franco, Angelo, Giovanni, and Bru- Bruno, we know they existed. We know the paintings existed, but we've got these two people that float in and out of all the stories, and then it gets really twisted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. So no one really knows where this painting came from then. Right. At this point, anyway. Nope. So doesn't that lead to it being even more cursed? And Definitely mysterious. From the depths of hail? But at the same time, I don't really <laughs> give much credence to anything that the sun says. I mean, if we if we went down to like a charity shop now and, and got the painting, the, there's probably a signature right at the bottom. But yeah. <laughs> but who would it be? <laughs> who knows? You got a one in four shot of getting Giovanni, apparently. Okay, so all of these dudes painted about twenty to thirty different versions of this. So we'll just say the artist churned out twenty to thirty different versions of Crying Boys, and um, they were all basically sold in Venice a little bit after World War Two, and then the prints. And this is the most disturbing to me. Became Something to be sold in department stores. Right. What on earth? Again, I ask, who the F is buying these damn things? Like, I don't know. Uh, real It dollars. doesn't seem that or, weird to me. Whatever. Uh, just having, you know, being born in the UK, like, they, it can be they a depressing place. <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah, Fair. I'm just not okay. that surprised. <laughs> See, we grew up being told, I'll give you something to cry about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cue Donald Trump. <laughs> God. It's going to be huge. Okay, so they're being sold in department stores around the 70s. Then there's this other chick that gets involved. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she released a bunch of crying paintings. And they were regarded as cursed as well. So, is it a tactic to sell, or are they actually cursed? Why would they sell if they're if people are saying that they're cursed? Well, think of Ouija boards. Well, that's think true. Of Ouija boards, yeah, they sell those at Target. Yeah, people buy weird shit. Oh, crap. Okay, so um, the worst part, as far as being an artist goes, <laughs> is he was almost never paid royalties. For his prints. For the prints. I feel I'm putting some bad juju on the prints with that. Yeah. Mm. My thing, though, when you look at it, if you put this much work into camouflaging, hiding, disguising who you are as an artist, you fucking deserve what you get. Maybe that, the mob they, was after him. Yeah. Bullshit. If, if you're selling that many paintings, you can get yourself out of some mob problems. True story. So, Just, story. Yeah. it's his fault that he didn't yeah. get paid. I'm sorry. He should have got one name stuck with it. Like Cher. Yeah. Cher had one name. Cher has one, one name. name. That's, That's it. Madonna. <laughs> and look how successful like Madonna, she is. But she, and, and look how much money she's got. She could buy all four of us twice. So I have this yeah. idea that... Bruno Amadio was the original person. I think that that's the name of the real painter. I think that he saw this niche and he realized they were selling and he needed to make more. And so he asked a few other people 
and maybe they just sold them and he came up with these names and he just said, oh, your name is Franco Sevilla and you're the artist. But it's faster for him to be working in the studio painting mm-hmm. than it is for him to be doing sales on the side of the street. I gotcha. So I think it was a little bit of like... I oh, like I a conglomerate. Like John Grisham. Or like Walter White. Exactly. He's there producing the the product. Exactly. Like Andy Warhol. Mass produced. Mass produced. Mm. It's a pyramid scheme. So, examples of the curse. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. We can't find anything to tell you where they came from, but this is the good shit. Oh, she's talking about our reference, our um, our sources. They were Google, Wikipedia, the and the Sun. sun. <laughs> 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 one of my favorites, the very first one that stuck out to me, um, a woman says, a mother, I don't know, mother of three or whatever, um, shortly after she bought the painting of the crying boy, guess what happened to her son? He cried? He caught his private parts on a hook. Ew! <laughs> What? <laughs> he caught his private parts on a hook. I don't know how that's, big the hook was. Yeah, that's uh, weird. That's why. Get him up on a hook. How do you catch it on a hook? I guess. I, I guess know. if this hook's kind of crotch height. Was he naked? Like, why is your kid running around naked that he's going to get? I his think it's, this is probably like a bathing problem or something. But how would you be that like? Sounds like a parent problem. If your kid got his wiener caught in a hook, <laughs> why? How would your first? <laughs> Explanation be like, it's the painting. It's, the painting. <laughs> it's because I bought that painting. Uh huh. Yeah. Because she's nuts, probably. Well, tell wow, us about the I head of it. the Yorkshire police or the head okay. of the Yorkshire Fire Department, Hillary. The head of the Yorkshire Fire Brigade told the national newspapers that pictures of the weird crime boy mm-hmm. were frequently found intact in the rubble of houses that had been mysteriously burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. Journalists had asked him if he thought that the picture was evil and could somehow start the fires, and the fire chief <laughs> ready, refused to comment. <laughs> Let me explain that. From a paperwork side, arson takes two to three times more paperwork than a freak accident. So if you look at me and you say, do you think something weird caused this? You just tripled my workload. If he goes, yeah, probably. <laughs> then it's arson. So no comment. <laughs> Efficiency. Okay. So no comments getting getting people talking about a curse. Right. Exactly. I see through the fire brigade. <clears throat> I'm reading them. He can take several seats. Just six months <laughs> after Dora Mann said that her house burnt... Oh, wait. Just six months after Dora Mann purchased the print... What I think I'm, Am I Are drunk? You Are you okay? I think I've sat too long. <laughs> I can't read. I can't. Like, what's happening? Okay. I mean, I think I'm a little buzzed. Like, get your shit together. I'm trying. Read. Right. <laughs> okay. So another story. Just six months after she purchased the print, Dora Mann said that everything in her home was destroyed. All of her paintings were destroyed. 
all by fire with the exception of the print of the crying boy. It hung perfectly on the wall, unsinged. Stop it. Stop. Are y'all ready for a story that's contemporary? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. This yeah. is worrisome because it's only three years ago and I'm I'm realizing I'm talking a lot of shit about something that could easily come and get me. Okay. So David Moore bought a print of the painting in 2017. Uh, thought that when he got it in the frame, it looked as though it had been on... Oh, it had been in, in a fire. Wait. Yeah. So he's looking at it in the frame and he thinks that it's been... It's got some okay, fire damage on it. Yeah, so he buys is this, this painting that's is the already, already been in happening a fire. To us? This is terrifying. So now they're living through the fire and being rehomed. Right. Like some kind of creepy Whoa. humane so society they're not, So they're pain. damaged, but not damaged enough that they can't be resold. Right. Oh, that's So cool. the curse lives to curse another day. Mm-hmm. It does. Just keeps And they going. have to get stronger. And you know. I bet you can get these paintings, like, in secondhand shops totally. today. It's, it's like the gastrovirus that just keeps going and destroying people. <laughs> destroying people's toilets. Yeah. So even in 2017, so what happened to the guy after he told people on the internet that he had the painting? He says that nothing has happened yet. Air quotes. Yeah. But well, it does look uh, like it's been in a fire. But it's 2020. Yes. Maybe that's what's happened. We've had Maybe some that time. painting has been given a call. David Mort, we're coming for you. He yeah. put his whole name on there, so it's up to him now. I saw a person that was on one of Zach Bagan's shows, you know, the dude mm. from Ghost Adventures. He's got a show where he talks about cursed objects. And uh-huh. um, someone had this painting of the crying boy. That he, I think he actually flew them from Britain to show him the painting. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you. Why wouldn't he just go to Britain? Because it had to f- be in his spooky studio. Oh, he's such a douchebag. He gets that people from a- all around the world with, like, different don't, boxes Don't sue me, Zach ba- Bagans, whatever your name is. Bagans, Bagans. <laughs> but Bagan that's super Bagan rude White. to put that painting on a plane with a bunch of people who don't know. Yeah, not a good plan. Oh, Chris has <laughs> yeah, got Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Chris has got an eBay up, and we're currently looking at some of the Crying Boy for sale. It's $271 on Etsy. Used. Oh, a used Crying Boy. They're all used now, I think. Jeez, there's a lot of them. But I want to know, what is your insurance going to pay out if your house burns down? (laughs) Well, that's that's it. Like, that's totally, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, so it's guaranteed, like, you know, if the curse is real and it's going to burn your house down and, you know, you've got to get out of this house note, what's your insurance payout? Yep. Is it worth $250? Okay, we're we're crossing into fraudulent land. We're going to I mean, I'm not going to do it. Even though I I did print one out that I'm a little worried that because I printed it, look, it's and it's lost in here. He's lost the picture of the crime boy. Oh, it's somewhere in the house. So... It's so do y'all want to know who people think the crying boy is? This is where it yes. gets a little creepy. Okay, this is kind of sad. It is kind of bizarre and sad. Okay. So, so this guy named George Mallory that I brought up earlier. I asked you to remember George hmm. Mallory and Don Bonilla. 
So George Mallory was a retired school teacher who claimed that he uncovered the truth of this whole thing in 1995. So Mallory claimed he tracked down the real artist behind the controversial portrait. It was an uh, on an old Spanish postcard. The artist named was Franco Sevilla, who lived in Madrid. So Sevilla said the crime boy was a little street urchin he had found wandering around Madrid in 1969. He never spoke, mm-hmm. and he had a very sorrowful look in his eyes, and Sevilla painted the boy, and then a Catholic priest said the boy was named Don Benio. Okay. He was a child. I know. So we've got a little possible Connection. story Connection. here. Connection. None of it's, we don't have any records to back it up. Um, the story is that the Catholic priest knew who Don Benio was. He said it was a child who had run away after seeing his parents die in a blaze. Bingo. Oh, so right. I know. Uh, so the priest told the, the artist, Sevilla, um, to have nothing to do with the boy. He's, he was like, anything this kid touches... Burst into flames. Burst into flames. Hmm. So... The story is that the priest tells the the artist, this kid is nothing but garbage. Don't have anything to do with him. The artist kind of takes him into his heart and starts painting him. So, unfortunately, the nickname that Mallory finds is that the people in the village knew about the little boy. And they would call him Diablo. Oh, my God. So, no one would have anything to do with him. Isn't that like fire devil or something? Uh-huh. A devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devil, yeah. right. So, so, the story goes that Sevilla, Sevilla or Seville, whatever you want to say, ignored the superstitious priest and started looking after the boy. Because he's he like... He started caring for him. He's like, this is a little kid. He's like, this is a little kid. And you're a bunch of assholes. Yeah. You nickname him the devil. And yeah, backwood. things are on fire constantly. And you're making it his fault. So, he takes men. <clears throat> the paintings of the little sad orphan made Sevilla like a lot of money. Just what we were just talking. I really think that he had a fleet of people helping him sell these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One day, though, guess what happens? The studio burns down. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Now the story says that Sevilla was ruined, which the only way he could be ruined is if he kept all his money mm. in the studio well like, i don't know i mean like you look at some of the artists that we covered and when they were making lots of money they were also wrapping shit in tinfoil or doing other crazy things so maybe that this guy was living his most exciting life and blowing through his money it's the 70s who knows what's happening so uh he's ruined he accuses don Benio, the little boy mm-hmm. of arson mm-hmm. The boy, at this point, we're thinking it's like a few years into it. Um, so he's probably like a young teen, runs off crying, and is never seen again. So again, this is the story that Greg, or excuse me, not George, not Greg, George Mallory is getting when he goes to Madrid. Mm-hmm. And this is when it gets super, super weird. Okay. Okay. So Sevilla, the artist, was also looked at as a jinx. No one would commission him to paint anything. After this whole arson started happening, and then the paintings 
in the UK are burning. People are like, nah. We ain't touching Don't want to touch it. I don't want nothing you got. Yep, not buying a thing. So, in 1976, a car explodes into a fireball on the outskirts of Barcelona after it slams into a random wall. The victim that was found in the body... Burned. Beyond recognition. Charred is the word. He was... Was it Don? It was Don. Don Benio. A.K.A. Diablo. A.K.A. The Crime Boy. Yep. Died in a fireball. Yep. Wow. That is the story of The Crime Boy. That's awesome. That's amazing. I, I didn't really know like I didn't know any of those um, details at all. I only knew that it some people has had had fires mm. in the UK. I didn't know sadly, about the Italian connection. I mean, sadly, it's not much of a story. That's the crazy thing. It's all hearsay. Everybody it's all hearsay in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which yep. when something is that cursed, does anybody really want to tell the true story? Amen. Okay. That the seventies just had really bad, like materials to build your house with. Yeah, everything was insulation like insulation was shit. Yeah, asbestos and right. synthetic so and talk polyester. For two seconds about That's that. That's it. So, once they started looking back, all of a sudden you start to realize the majority of these people whose houses burnt down would sit in their barca lounger with a cigarette right next to their yes. drunks. Drunk. Passed out yes. drunk. Jeremy drunk. With cigarettes. With their crime yeah. boy painting right here. Yeah. Yeah. Everything goes up in flames. Right. Because it, it, when was it that fire retardant stuff was actually added into curtains and fabrics and all that stuff? I guess, Old couches are so flammable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were made out of it's like. Still not. Matchsticks. Asked to do it. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. straw and shit in them. Did they? <laughs> Pretty sure my nonna's did. <laughs> Did you have to pound it? Did you have to pound it? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me fluff my section. <laughs> exactly, Esther. Exactly. <laughs> but again, I suppose at the same time, uh, you know, the painting is always the the common denominator, isn't it? Always. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But see, that's so. I, I think it's so now. silly because you could put it down to if each of these people's houses burnt in the seventies and the eighties. I'm sure they all have something in common that isn't just the crying boy. Oh, there's probably like you loads could of houses that burnt down that they were just <laughs> all smokers that fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. Or like. Or they all use the same wiring. Yeah. Something yep. like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that this, this crime boy painting was so popular, just loads of people had it anyway. Some little boy hooked his junk on a hook. <laughs> <and his laughs> That's the real curse. That's the, the real curse. What? Right. The curse of the... The, the hooked junk. Come on. That's, That's just so silly. gross. You never yeah. know. He could be really into, like, piercings and shit now. Yeah. Probably. He He's might have just been trying to pierce it. Huh? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, mom, know. I got it ca- caught when I was walking past. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what they said. Having a yeah. little boy? Totally possible. You're like, Ugh. how did you even get up there? I just found myself up yeah. here. I just found myself. I just woke up and this is where I was. 
with my dick out. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yes, I think the majority of it was poor decisions. And then, like, okay, I'm going to say something really terrible. It's like Mary with Jesus. It's like the first person to claim immaculate conception and nobody else can do it. So it's like the one yeah. person yeah. like falls asleep with a cigarette and they're like, oh, it's that painting. Look at Edinburgh. Yes. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, agree. I think so as well. Like, it wasn't me. The painting did it. It was, yeah. the, it was exactly. a small crying child. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the crying boy. Guys, that was so good. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you I've so much. I've never laughed so hard over a boy crying. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so thank you. You just, have, you just haven't broken enough hearts yet. You'll get there. Ah, You'll exactly. get there. <laughs> it just I think your divorce nature. attorney would say differently. She'd be like, <laughs> I heard her laugh. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've often wondered if I found one of those paintings in a secondhand shop, would I buy it? But then I think to myself, well, They're the butterfly ugly as hell. The butterfly club hasn't <laughs> burned down yet, and they've got two of them. Two. They've got a crying boy and a crying girl. Really? And the crying girl painting has red something uh, like a, a red tear coming out of no it. No way. <gasps> it's, really? It's it's yeah, the it's flames weird. are starting. They need to get it out of there. Butterfly what? Butterfly Palace Club. <laughs> Butterfly, Butterfly Club. Club. Butterfly Club. Yeah. Get it out of there. It's a really cool place. It's a really great cocktail bar. It's beautiful. Bar. It's, it's, it's awesome. a beautiful cocktail it's really cool. burlesque cabaret bar. But it's cool. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our crossover episode. I think my art is haunted. I hope Ooh. we didn't ruin your life too much. And if we uh, didn't, well, you can join us again next week and we can ruin your life a little bit more. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> and then tune, us up, tune in to us and we'll make it pretty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. When you've had enough of I think <laughs> my fridge is haunted, go over to O for Art's sake and have a laugh, have a glass of wine, everything will be okay. It's all fluffy. Jesus. <laughs> Full drama. Well, thank you so so much you <laughs> thank guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We had do you so have much a fun. do you have a tagline to end with? Uh no, let's get drunk. Yeah! Uh, yeah. You can get drunk. Meanwhile, be creepy, but don't be a creep. We still need a Chris. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Yeah. Need you need a Chris. Yeah. You, you definitely need a Neither Chris. Neither one of us is going to go find one. I don't know how you've been doing it without a Chris. Chris, how do you feel about going transcontinental? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the technology. <laughs> I literally show up like two minutes before I'm supposed to be here. She run through the house. Like, grab the champs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. And now he started lying to me about what time to be here. So <gasps> That's I'm, so funny. I'm having to lie earlier and earlier and earlier.